Welcome to Dropping In, a podcast of storytelling and interviews with your host, Winter Olympian Mercedes Nickel. Thank you so much for dropping in on episode 21. The 2020 winter season is starting off if you are north of the equator. And I want to help you prepare the best that you can. With COVID-19 being here, I know a lot of people will be going outdoors, trying different and maybe new sports. Um, I've reached out to some extreme athletes, photographers, and more to find out what they put in their pack for the day, be it in the mountains or somewhere else. So I'm excited to have you guys join me for this series. Let me introduce episode 21's guest that we'll be dropping in with. He is one of today's most recognizable names in the world of skiing. He not only has a passion for powder, drawing creative lines in the snow, but he literally draws creative lines on canvases and walls and so much more. His ski design is award-winning, and that design continued to evolve into an entire family of skis. Let me tell you, I see these skis everywhere. They're under someone's feet every time I go up the ski hill. His art is not only found on his skis, but also featured on several other signature models with the Kine, Dragon, Smartwool, Cliff Bar, Evo, TGR, and many more. He's a producer, director, and visionary of the collaboration with the Grateful Dead, Fire on the Mountain. You can watch it now on YouTube. This father, husband, friend, skier, climber, surfer, biker, art artist happens to have designed his own backpack. And today we'll find out what is in Crispin Chetler's pack. Crispin Chetler, are you ready to start dropping in? Let's drop in. Okay, so I start the podcast with 10 rapid fire questions, which you have not seen ever. This is a little scary since I know you quite well. <laughs> I know. I, I was kind of nice, I think. Okay, Perfect. number one. Well, number one might be the most difficult. Ski, climb, surf, bike, art. If you could choose one for the rest of your life, which one would it be? Whoa, that is very difficult. Jeez, <laughs> well, uh, I've grown up skiing and I've skied the most, clearly. Love it mm-hmm. dearly. But if I was going to do the, the remain, remainder of my life, I would maybe choose a new one. And surfing is pretty elusive. It's pretty special. So uh where am i surfing is there questions within the questions okay okay so (laughs) um if i was in a place with really good waves i would choose surfing uh but and i hopefully would still be able to do art while i was a surfer but if not i would just i guess i would choose surfing that's tough though i I know that's a really tough one climbing a lot too (laughs) i know you like uh, all of these things You probably do them daily. I do. Art would make me go crazy because I need to be outside. I love art, but I couldn't do that for the rest of my life without going outdoors. And surfing something you could do. Like there are a lot of old surfers. Mm -hmm. There's a lot of old climbers too, though. True. Oh, climbing. You guys are wild with your climbing. I haven't gotten into that yet. You just got to come move back here. We'll get you. I'll move back to Mammoth. Oh, I miss it there. I do. It misses you. 
Except <laughs> you guys, you guys are getting snow right now. This is not the time to come to Mammoth. We're pretty. Is slim. there no snow there right now? It's pretty slim. It's all man-made, pretty much. Okay, well, um, ours is pretty slim. I just oh. got here a couple days ago, and it may Crazy. look like it's dumping, but uh, there's no ski out yet, and the mountain gotcha. opens tomorrow. Oh wow! I thought yeah. I looked like Oregon. Uh, maybe you guys missed it too, but it looked like the Northwest was getting hammered. I mean, and then it rained. Classic. Oh, wonderful. <laughs> the end I hadn't been keeping tabs on it in uh, in Mexico, though. Yeah, that's so. Fair. I'm fine missing oh. opening day. That's fine. Perfect. All right, Perfect. number two. Uh, you've traveled the world. What is your favorite favorite place that you've traveled? Favorite place that I've traveled. <sighs> The place I hope to go back to for the rest of my life is New Zealand. <gasps> I wasn't, I didn't think you were going to say that. Yep. Because they have fantastic surf, okay. skiing, skiing, rock climbing, very nice people, great cafes, very clean, beautiful country. I just, I, I really like it in New Zealand. That is, that is on point. That is, it's such a beautiful country. And yep. you know what I'm have I have in my um, cup right now is uh, I don't know if you've had this in New Zealand before, but you know how they do the honey, lemon, and ginger. Mm-hmm. I can't make it like they do, but I try. Nobody can. <laughs> okay, New Zealand. Okay, New Zealand. What do you Number, think I was gonna say? I thought you were gonna say Japan. Woo, Japan's pretty special too, but I'd I'd choose New Zealand. I think. I like learning new things about my friends. (laughs) Yes. Okay. Number three. I love how like my rapid fires are never rapid. So apologies, listeners. I know I'm not making it any better. I should just answer and and shut up. (laughs) No, 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 no. They're always like this. And I I love it like that. Uh, Number three, snowmobile or bike? Bicycle or like a motorbike? Bicycle. Bicycle. A bicycle. Snowmobiles just a, a tool for access to the backcountry. So I think bicycles would keep me a little healthier and works all year round around here. I can go down to Bishop and still ride my bike. Uh, true, true, true. I know. For for those of you that don't know Chris, he is always active and I feel bad when you're injured because it ain't easy. And I actually I feel bad for Kimmy, your wife, while you're injured. <laughs> You always have to be moving. Yes. Uh, number four, backflip or flat spin? Oof, they're kind of the same, really. Um, back, this on like a normal back, day. Backflip, why not? Backflip. Good old classic backy. Okay, nice. Uh, number five, you and Kimmy are, correct me if I'm wrong, you're part owners in Deserted, an organic bake shop in Mammoth. You're not wrong. How many treats do you have in a day? Too many. (laughs) Way too many. (laughs) The beautiful thing about an organic bakery is they don't use any shortening or anything to preserve shelf life. So they got to eat them. And I get called by Mimi quite often to come eat or they're going in the trash. So I would never. One reason I'm happy. I'm one reason I'm happy I'm not in Mammoth anymore. (laughs) Yes. 
<laughs> yeah, that's why I got I would, active. If I just painted for the rest of my life and ate cookies all day long, that'd be that would not be a good look. <laughs> totally fair. Um, number six, chairlift or hiking? Hiking. I guess I'm even the listeners could have answered that one by now. All right, number seven, favorite sushi roll. Ooh, well, it would be in Whistler, hundred percent. Oh, at best. which one in Whistler? Well, I mean, they're kind of the same roles, if right? They just okay. split, yeah, yeah, yeah. split split ownership. So, mm-hmm. I mean, I would choose Sachi probably, just because that's where you and I always go, and it's great. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, is it just called the box roll, the one with the lemon? Oh yeah, that or the sass? Is that what it is? The sass yeah. or the box roll? Ooh. Both really delicious. Could you do a half and half roll? Is that an option? Half box, half you? for the last sushi roll is, or I just have to choose favorite sushi roll of all time. I'll let you have half half because they're both my favorites too. I know, right? <laughs> Those are, and they're both like really different and so flavorful. I know. Okay. Yep. Sushi, now I'm hungry and I'm in quarantine. Thanks for that. Okay, You're moving welcome. on. <laughs> moving on, number eight, film or photography? For me personally, like mm-hmm. uh, me shooting the film or the photography? No, as an athlete. As an athlete being shot in film or photography. Mm-hmm. Mm, film. There's less, uh, f- there's less faking it. <laughs> A lot of I times I'm photography i love photographers but they really like the one turns and make you hike up and do it again and when you film you get to ride a whole line so yes kind of answer yeah film it is good answer all right now we're going into art for number nine spray paint or acrylics i do use acrylics what i do that's like what all that stuff is um but the the spray paint is acrylic too so Oh, okay. Well, can or paintbrush? Brush. Brush. But how large are we talking? (laughs) I know. (laughs) If if I was painting something really big, I would really want some spray paint cans. 100%. Um, I think if you're just doing something like on the smaller scale. Brush, 100%. Cans on a smaller scale are really hard to get like perfect. Detailed, yeah. Detailed, Yeah. yeah. Do you have a favorite paintbrush? This is just a random question. Um, I do. I don't know what I just got it at Blick Art Studio <laughs> Art Supply. Um, yeah. There, I don't know what brand it is, but it's. Uh, I can't even remember if it's. Um, because for acrylic, there's all the different brush brush uh, textures or whatever. There's. Mm-hmm. Um, what's the word I'm looking for? Why can't I think right now? Uh. Uh, I'm trying to say it's not real synthetic. Thank you. Synthetic. There's like a synthetic versus I don't know. I've uh, I've found this this black this black paintbrush that has all these different sizes and it's really smooth. And nice. I I use it with yeah acrylic paint and it works works well. Well, you're doing a good job. Your art Thanks. is amazing. You started Thanks, painting yeah. kind of when I left Mammoth. You started doing your skis and stuff, and I was like. Okay, this is going to become a thing because when you get into something, you are all in. I do get obsessed with things. (laughs) And congratulations. It's amazing. My parents have have two pieces of yours um, in in their washroom in, in Mexico. I need to go see them. 
So they like legit think of you probably every day, if not three times a day. That makes me happy because I think of them <laughs> often too. Okay, number 10. Another difficult one, but maybe not. What's your favorite place to ski? Mammoth Mountain. Or the, home the, sweet the, home. Home sweet home. At least the Eastern Sierra, the surrounding. Like I love the mountain, but if it's super crowded, probably going in the backcountry. Yeah. Do so, you ever go to June anymore? Not really. No. The back the backcountry around June, but I don't yeah. I don't if I'm home, I'm gonna just ski the resort and then if it's like if it's all tracked out and I start walking. Nice. And then yeah. so other than Mammoth in the rest of the world, where would be your second most favorite? Right where you're sitting, young lady. I love Canada a lot. I mean Pemberton, all of it, just your whole area. Yay. I love a lot and I've been there, as you know, many, 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 many times. I know. It's so funny. So I probably spent nine years uh, going up and down from Mammoth for listeners that don't know. And in 2010, I came back to Canada. Um, and that's kind of when the drought started in Mammoth, right? I think so. I can't it's really not like I, it's It's not like I planned that or anything, but I was like, oh, well, there's no half pipe in Mammoth. The Canadian Olympics were pretty cool. I think I love Canada again. And then it was super crazy you and Kimmy started coming up to Canada it's like we flip-flopped we did we sure did no me neither it's like it never ended my no (laughs) well Chris thank you for doing the rapid fire I know that can uh, be a little bit stressful but it really turns into a nice conversation what we're here for today is to learn because you spend so much time in the backcountry why not find out what's in your pack Let's find it out. <clears throat> okay. So first of all, you have a Dekine backpack that you designed. Yeah? Correct. And I just is, got, a, got a text while we were talking that my uh, Colleen is going to let me show you my new one. I wasn't <laughs> sure if I, was, if I was even allowed to show you the new one. Oh, but damn. It's still got the tags on it and everything. So exciting. And she, she gave right. the Okay. Yeah, unless I misunderstood the text, but we're going for it. We're going <laughs> Shout for Shout out it to Colleen. Yeah. Hey, Colleen. <laughs> um, yeah. Yeah. I have the old one here, too, so we could do a comparison. Okay. The backpack's kind of like the most important part, some might say. Yes. It holds all, all the things. You got to hold all the, the things. things. <laughs> all right. So what's, uh, what's new with the backpack this year? Well, I've in the years past, I've always had uh, a convertible pack, if you will. It was an option to be an um, an airbag, mm-hmm. but because of that, it gives you less room. And I was realizing I was using the airbag capabilities less and less. Like I use them in Alaska, or I use them in bigger train. But when I'm here hiking around and moving slower, we're pretty safe and yeah mm-hmm. i mean we're always trying to be as safe as we can in the backcountry but i was just i was realizing i was not using an airbag as much as i should for compromising the size so right i went went uh, back to a heli pro style pack with the kind cool mm-hmm. okay can we get a peek at it let's peek let me flip this thing around <clears throat> so here she is Ooh la la. Is that going to be available in stores this year? 
Well, I'll be in it this year. So it'll be. Oh, so next year. Yeah, I guess it'll be like. Uh, That's how it what works. Well, yeah, it's, we always get things a little early. So. Yeah. Things to look forward to. Good color scheme. Got What color yep. is that? Like a sandy color? It's black. But then black. I, have, I have all these little designs that I did. Like that's the chest strap. And then there's my there's my uh, logo and some artwork. And then here's... What's in your, what's in your signature um, logo on that? It's a raven. A raven? Yep. What does the raven mean? Well, I really like ravens. They seem mm-hmm. smart and intelligent. And I was just trying to find something consistent to put across all my gear. Nice. Ravens so, scare the crap out of me. They're smart little birds. Yeah, because they're like crows. And crows, they go through generation to generation and they know if you've messed with them. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. And they're, yeah, they, I feel like you always see them in the, like, this is my pack last year. He's there's okay. a little ra- raven. A little there. raven. And then yeah. your mountain man face. Old man winter. He makes it in there a lot. And yeah, he this does. Was, this was the one that was Had the airbag be, in it. able to be used as an airbag too. Yep. So cool. Very cool. Yep. All right. So when you are packing your pack, what is, what are the essentials that you need in there? And you're going I into pretty, that country. I pretty much laid them all out. I'll leave some out depending on where I'm going, but always yeah. bring mittens because I get cold. Yeah, nice and, leather mittens. Yep. Uh, goggles are crucial. Driving and goggles with your signature. Um, old man on there. Old man winter on there. Okay. There he is. What about extra and, lenses? Yep. Boom. Oh, got the extra lenses. Nice. Yep. Lenses um, for the Eastern Sierra, crampons are always a nice thing to have. Okay. Because yeah. when you're hiking couloirs, you never know what you're going to get. Uh, sunglasses, usually hiking in the glasses, but um, I always bring a little bit of cordelette or rope uh, just yeah. since I rock climb a lot. Sometimes that comes helpful. I always bring sure. a carabiner or two. Beacon, always have that on me. Uh, in reach, this is like a, uh, satellite device to case something goes horribly wrong and, or if I need to tell Kimmy, I'm going to be late. Yeah. <laughs> you never know. <laughs> um, Constant contact. Snacks. Always lots of snacks. Yeah, some cliff blocks and some cliff uh, bars. I yep. pretty much, I feel like I lived off of cliff bars while I was competing. <laughs> They're pretty great. I like, yeah. I like them a lot. Um, a cutlery. Utensils. utensils. Okay. I started bringing those because I'll bring, sometimes I'll just bring a sandwich and I don't need those, but a lot of times I'll bring, uh, you know, like a bowl of something left over from the night before. Um, yeah. This, this is good in the springtime. A lot of people like Jeremy Jones and stuff aren't afraid to drink the Sierra water, but my brother, who's an environmental engineer, made me scared of drinking water. So it's just a it's a UV stary stary pen for how does that work? You just uh turn it on and and like so refill your bottle and then you can just you just you twirl swizzle it. Swizzle it in your bottle? Swizzle it around. It's what is it? One minute for one it liter? Looks- for our listeners, it looks like a turkey baster, to be honest. Yeah. <laughs> you just turkey based your water for a bit. Yep. I would uh, I would listen to your brother. <laughs> I know, right? Yeah. Headlamp. Always find myself going getting back later than I thought. Yeah. Uh, knife is always good to have. 
you never yeah. know if you need cut something, fix some skins or something. Skins yeah. are also nice. Sunscreen. Uh, what kind of sunscreen do you use? I use salt and stone. Salt My and old stone. pal, remember Nima? Nah. He started salt and stone, so he's kind enough to send me some sunscreen. Yeah, that's good stuff. Yep. Always have a radio unless I'm solo, which I don't recommend going in the backcountry solo, but mm-hmm. I'll generally have a radio, especially if we're filming. Shovel. Have a saw. Shovel with a saw? Yep. And the saw is more useful, like snowmobiling and stuff, just in yeah. case you get stuck in a tree or need to do some light light pruning for any reason. I know. Um, I think of the saw and I think of like Dustin and Mikey and all of them having fires in the backcountry. Yeah. Sometimes you got to <laughs> have a fire. Um, probe. probe. And then in the Sierra, I will bring an ice axe a lot. Same reason for the crampons. You never know what yeah. you're going to get. Uh-huh. Uh, verts are not always in my pack, but they're, they're there depending on what I'm going to do. Sorry, can you say that again? Verts. Verts. Yep. They're just Are they like snowshoes? Yeah, snowshoes. A different kind of snowshoe. Yep. They're quite uh you'll see Mikey, all those guys only use verts. They're pretty useful. This is like a Japan necessity. These are great in Japan. If you're just for for our listeners, what's the difference between a snowshoe and a vert? The uh vert does not release in the heel. And you can okay. go way, although it doesn't look like it, you can go up super steep stuff. You can kick these little toes in. Oh, they have up. a kickstand. I call that the kickstand, <laughs> like a high yeah. heel. Um, so they're, they're, um, they're plastic. They're like, they're they look plastic. like a, a plastic shovel kind of. Yeah. They're kind of cheesy cool. looking, but they work really well. Cool. Um, yeah. And so it depends on where I'm going, but I bring those sometimes. Uh, skin wax, the yeah. Sierra. California gets hot really unexpectedly and you start clumping. Um, This is, oh, this is, (laughs) I just threw this on here. This is actually, I don't know if this is weird or not, but that's some ashes of my father. I always bring him skiing with me. (laughs) I love that. I remember that. Yeah. So good. So cool. Um, Wax for your skis. Mm -hmm. I bring extra. Is that red? That's red one. Yep. I bring extra boot things like a, another walk mode in case my walk mode breaks. Cause on ski boots, if you have to ski in walk mode, it's a pain in the butt. And I bring some extra skin s- stuff like little tips and things just in case I've had a lot of times where things break water. Uh, I bring H2. GoPro. I bring GoPros. That's my little GoPro kit. Two GoPros in there. Yeah. I tend to lose them often. Extra batteries, maybe? (laughs) Yep. Some batteries, some little, like I use this uh, mouth mount a lot for. Mouth mount? Yep. That's like my more, instead of a head cam, I just put it in my mouth nowadays. Wild. Do many people do that? Yeah, Travis, everyone kind of does. We learned on some of these GoPro expeditions that it works pretty well. And does that let you breathe at the same, like you're... Yeah, you can, it's just like wearing a mouth guard. Really. Yeah, okay. That's what yeah. it sounds like. And I mean, you can lose it if you fall and you don't keep biting, but... <laughs> nice. <laughs> yep. And then this is just a little medical kit. Like this is a Sam, Sam splint. If you need mm-hmm. to splint yourself up, I bring lots of uh, heli straps. They're always useful. 
They really and are. usually bring a puffy layer because I'm going to get cold at some point. And that's the, that's the like main base layer. And then depending, you know, if I'm going to be staying the night or whatever I'm doing, then it grows from there. Wild. Chris, yep. so much gear. How do you fit it's, it all in the backpack? That's tough stuff that you got to strategically put some planning. on your body as well. Obviously the yeah. beacons and the snacks and things. Uh, yeah. And yeah, you just keep shoving it in there. <laughs> and eventually uh, zips closed. And then you almost fall over backwards. No, I'm kidding. It's not that heavy. Thank you so much for showing us what you put in your pack. I know this is going to be useful for everyone because Obviously, it's a year of COVID-19, and a lot of people are going to be going into the backcountry. Do you have any advice for people that may be going into the backcountry, say, for their first time or maybe their fifth time? Take an AVI course. Yes. <laughs> Thank you. Yes, that's uh, number one advice. I And just know before you go, be smart out there. There's It's funny how many people think, even if you can see a town, that you're not really in the backcountry, but snow and mother nature has a mind of her own. Things can go wrong very quickly. So, yeah. So true. So um, another thing that I want to ask you is it, it still has to do with a pack, but it might have to do with a little bit of a wolf pack. Who's, who's in your pack these days? Is in my family wolf pack or my friend pack? Like you're, you're going out into the backcountry pack, wolf pack. Wolf pack. That's a- that's a good question. It it changes it changes all the time. I mean, yeah. Since I'm I'm a professional skier in quotations, uh, Tyler Tyler <laughs> Hamlet, who makes all of my movies, is with me a lot. Uh, yeah. But I have you know the local friends that you know, Delaney and mm-hmm. Scotty and Lawson and Jeff Fox, all those guys that I ski with when I'm home. And yeah. Kimmy, but now Kimmy and I, that we have children or one and another on the way, we kind of have to do some switching off <laughs> and yeah. don't get to ride together as much. But, and I go out with Christian Pondella a lot. He's a local photographer. He likes walking around. Great photographer. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to, I'm have uh, Aaron Hogue on next oh, to nice. uh, tell us what's in a photographer's backpack. They got heavy backpacks. I know. <laughs> I'm so like grateful to be an athlete and not uh, a photographer with all that in the past. Seriously. Very cool. Well, Chris, thank you so much. Um, I just want to let the listeners know a couple uh, takeaways from our quick chat that we had. You love surfing. Though you are a professional skier, you uh, are always in motion, I find. You would rather hike than take a chairlift. You have a fondness for Canada, and that's not bad. The sushi is good here, and you're always welcome back. Um, you've got a new backpack coming out next year with Dekine. We got a little sneak peek of that. That will have um, – it's the difference is there's no airbag um, area for it. But your previous one, if you want an airbag, you can have that in it. Yep. I learned a lot about GoPros that you can have a mouth mount. Didn't know that before. And I love that you carry the ashes of your father with you when you go in the backcountry. So, so, so cool. Thank you. I'm really thoughtful. And I just am excited to see my new, what I would think 
would be niece or nephew because I'm a little bit of an auntie. <laughs> yep. Sorry, yep. didn't didn't get to see your other nephew here running amok. He would probably be running naked through the screen. So. <laughs> Awesome, Chris. Well, um, also that everyone can check out your video, Fire on the Mountain, on YouTube, right? That's streaming there? Yep. So cool. Check that out. Uh, Things that have never been done before in film um, teamed up with the Grateful Dead. So I highly recommend if you are jonesing to get up on the mountain to watch that. Chris, thank you so much for dropping in with me. I appreciate you. Thank you. I appreciate you. It's good to see you again. Awesome. Want to actually see what's in Chris's pack? Head over to my YouTube page, Dropping In With Mercedes, to watch the video of the podcast. Thank you, DJ Kenosis, for the music, and my mom for the intro voice. Hi, I'm Steve Yurko. And I'm Tara Sands. Now available from Maji Media is our new podcast, Four Kids Flashback. Four Kids is the company who brought you the English dub of Pokemon in the late 90s and so many other shows like Yu-Gi-Oh!, Shaman King, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, Kirby, the infamous One Piece dub, and so many more. We'll be talking to the people who worked at Four Kids. Actors, directors, writers, editors, producers, engineers, you get the point. And hopefully get the answers to questions both you and I have about the company. I actually worked there as a voice actor on some of the shows. And I was a kid watching the shows and remember way more than Tara does. And thank God for that. Steve is actually a professional storyboard artist, which gives some really unique insights into anime and animation. Subscribe today wherever you get your podcasts. That's the number four kids flashback. Hi, this is Candace Sampson, the voice behind What She Said. My show is your destination for stories that not only entertain, but also educate and empower. Every week, I spotlight strong female voices from across Canada, women who are changing the narrative and driving change. Don't miss out on these inspiring episodes. Subscribe on Apple, Spotify, and Amazon Music, or head over to whatshesaidtalk.com. What She Said can also be heard on BlastTheRadio.com, Mondays at 5 p.m. and Wednesdays at 7 p.m. That's BlastTheRadio.com. It's time to dive into the stories that truly matter.